So we're probably at about 30 ways already, maybe 40 to locate and find motivated sellers. I got another 20 here for you guys. This is probably going to be the 60 plus ways to find motivated sellers podcast. So let's keep going. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to Wholesaling Inc. Podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors. We know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the best ways to go about finding discounted properties. Discounted properties typically come from a seller that is motivated to sell. So what we are going to be looking for is motivated sellers. We're going to look for motivated sellers to find the discounted properties. That's the approach we're going to take. When we find a seller that is motivated, we're going to offer to help them solve some problems in their life in exchange for a deal, in exchange for a discount on their property. And by helping them, we're going to be providing them with convenience, convenience in their life. And this is the simple trade that we make as investors. Provide convenience, get a discount. That's how it works. So in today's episode, guys, we are going to be jumping in and talking about 50 plus ways to find motivated sellers. That's right. 50 plus ways. And most of these ways I've personally used to find motivated sellers. So. How do you find motivated sellers if you are brand new? Well, there's a couple different ways to find motivated sellers. Most people think that they can get motivated sellers from local agents. And that's not necessarily incorrect, but most of the time agents are going to want to list the properties for their clients and they're going to want to try to get them a full retail value for their clients which doesn't really help us investors get good deals. So some very, very simple, basic ways, guys, would be to you know contact a local agent and see if they have any pocket listings. These would be listings or opportunities that they haven't listed yet for some reason. You can also work with your network and you can reach out to your network and you can get referrals from people that you know. You can go to RIA clubs and you can network with other investors or other wholesalers and you can find deals that way too. But guys, those ways are going to be difficult ways to find the best deals. The best way will be to learn to market directly to motivated sellers yourself and cut out the middleman. So the middleman might be an agent. It might be another wholesaler, right? If you are direct to seller or direct to owner, you won't have to worry about the agent getting in the way or the other wholesaler trying to steal all the meat off of the bone 
for you and or your team. So the absolute best ways are to go directly to the sellers. And this is referred to as direct-to-seller marketing. So before we jump into the 50-plus ways, I want to define or just break down and explain why you'd want to go direct-to-seller and focus your efforts on off-market properties. So let's talk first about on-market. That, that means that they are, they are listed on the local MLS, and I think there's like 742 MLS zones in the U.S. Don't quote me on that number, but that's pretty close. 750 for simple math. Different MLS zones. Well, typically people that put a property on the MLS, they're not super motivated. Now, they can be, but typically speaking, 9 out of 10 people, maybe even 90, you know, 5 out of 100 people or more, are not going to be super motivated. They're motivated to sell, but they're not motivated to sell fast and or at a discount. They're motivated to sell at full retail, which often is going to take some time. So number one, on market, they're not going to typically be super motivated. Number two, it's a timely process. You know, listing a property on the MLS, you know, it could sell right away. It could, of course it could but it's most likely going to sit there for a couple weeks, if not a couple months, and in some cases, even a couple years. On market, you also have the agents that are going to charge commissions. You're also going to typically need a proof of funds. If you are an investor and you're trying to find deals on the market and you make an offer to, a, a, to an agent and they say, hey, you know, prove that you can buy this. Send me your proof of funds and you don't have proof of funds, you're not going to get very far with that seller or that agent. Their job literally is to be a gatekeeper to get rid of all the tire kickers and all the people that can't afford to buy the house. It's part of their job. Also, additionally, on the market, on the MLS, they're all going to be looking for retail. I mentioned that, but I want to highlight that. The agent isn't going to get hired. Any agent, there is hundreds of thousands of agents. I know here in my local market in, in St. Louis, there's over 12,000 agents in my city, which is crazy. They're everywhere. You can throw a rock and hit an agent. Well, if an agent approaches a seller and says, hey, hey, you know, Mr. Seller, I'm pretty confident that I can get you 50 to 60 cents on the dollar. Do you think that a seller, a property owner is going to want to hire that agent? No way. That agent's going to say, hey, I think it's worth 200 grand. We're going to get you 200 grand. They're going to try to sell themselves as the person that's going to help them get the most amount of money. So already, when an agent is pitching a seller to sign a listing agreement and work with them and let that agent help them sell the property, they are already telling the owner that they are going to get them full retail. So when you come in and offer 70% on market on a listed property, that agent's going to say, yeah, we're not interested in that offer. And oftentimes, they're not even going to present that offer to the owner. Now, it's not ethical for them to do that, but it happens every day, guys. Let's be honest. This is reality. Things like this happen every day. And they're going to not even present that offer because it's going to make them look bad. As a, you know, It's going to make them look like a bad agent. So they're going to be looking for retail. And then last but not least, it's hard to find deals on the MLS. I maybe find two or three a year. I buy 100 houses a year. What's the math on that? 
two to three percent of all the deals I find are on the market. If you know now know that, are you going to spend your time and efforts and energies trying to find a deal on the market when when ninety seven ninety eight percent of the deals aren't there? They're off the market. Are you really going to dedicate all that time to focusing on the market? I certainly hope not. So let's pivot and let's talk about the off market. So this is off market versus on market here. On market, not motivated, timely process, agent costs, proof of funds needed, looking for retail and hard to find deals. Now off market, it's a very different ball game. Often the sellers are very motivated. Often the process is very fast. There are no agent costs. Proof of funds is rarely needed and off market People aren't looking for retail. They're looking for convenience. If you guys have listened to any of the podcasts that I've hosted, you will notice that I use that word a lot. That's all we do as investors is provide convenience in exchange for a discount. And these off-market sellers, these off-market owners, they're looking for convenience. And then last but not least, it's easy or easier to find deals off of the market versus on the market. So what are the main ways that you guys have probably heard already to find deals? I'll give you a quick list. Driving for dollars, bandit signs, direct mail, cold calling, cold SMS, door knocking, maybe a website with SEO, or maybe you're doing PPC pay-per-click to that website or landing page. Maybe you have a billboard. Maybe you're doing radio or television. Maybe you're pulling lists from Batch or PropStream and you're getting the vacant list or the absentee-owned list or whatever list it may be. These are typically going to be the main approaches for most investors. And that list that I just went through, driving for dollars, number one, bandit signs, two, direct mail, three, cold call and SMS would be four, door knocking, five, website SEO and pay-per-click, six. Billboard 7, radio and TV 8, pulling lists online. That's 9 or 10, prop stream, batch leads, all the above. 10 quick and easy ways to go about finding motivated sellers. All right? But what we're going to do now is we're going to actually talk about 50-plus ways that we can use to find motivated sellers. So here we go. Number one, you can find deals from other wholesalers. Yep, you can daisy chain them. You can joint venture with them, or if you are like me and you love to buy rental properties and do fix and flips and wholesaling is secondary, wholesalers are a great resource. They can bring you deals and oftentimes they can bring you good ones. And of course, they're going to make a spread. Of course, they earned it. They spent time and money marketing and running appointments and following up. They earned it, but they can still provide you with deals in the event that you're you know, partnering with them and networking with them, so on and so forth. So next would be friends and family. And we kind of mentioned this already, but you gotta, you gotta let everybody know you're in the business, guys. You can't keep your business a secret. In fact, I'm going to do an episode on that next. Don't keep your business a secret. If nobody knows that you're looking for deals, how do you expect them to bring them to you on a silver platter? You need to be screaming from the rooftops that you're looking to buy deals. 
and you don't care if they need a bunch of work and you don't care if they're in not the nicest neighborhood. You need to be telling everybody you know that you're an investor and you're looking for deals. Next, you can go post ads on social media sites. There's free sites to post ads. There's paid sites to post ads. The simplest ads are the ads that you just make on your Facebook or Instagram or or, or Twitter because they're free. And they're just posts that you make on your own profile or page that say, hey, I am looking to buy some houses. Know anybody that's got one they need to sell? Notice I didn't say want to sell. You're looking for people that are motivated. They need to sell. Next is bird dogs. Bird dogs are people that bring you deals, and they can come in all shapes and sizes. They can be dog walkers. They can be mail carriers. They can be trash and recycle workers. They could be firemen. They could be police officers. They could be utility company workers. They could even be UPS or FedEx drivers. But they're people that you network with, and they can bring you leads. And when you close those deals, you send them a kickback. You pay them. You bonus them. You reward them for helping you. So bird dogs can be a fantastic approach. Next is door knocking and post-it notes. Oftentimes when people get out and they drive for dollars, they just create a list. And sometimes they don't do anything with that list. How foolish. What I like to do is if I see a really bad property, I'm, I'm going to add it into my list when I'm driving for dollars, but I'm actually going to pull over. I'm going to knock on the door and see if anybody's home. I'm going to use a door hanger or a post-it note and leave my contact information behind. So I highly encourage you guys to do this too. Next will be the classified and directory sites. You probably heard of Craigslist. You probably heard of eBay classifieds. You probably heard of Yelp or Angie's List. Well, guys, you can post ads on those sites. And those ads don't need to be super complicated. They're just going to say, hey, we buy houses in the area. Give us a call. Don't overthink it. Another way to find motivated sellers is direct mail. Direct mail is so great because it's very targeted. You can find your vacant and absentee-owned lists online, and you can mail those lists. You can drive for dollars and create your own lists and mail those lists. You can pull lists of high equity, divorce, probate, evictions, tax delinquent, pre-foreclosure, so on and so forth. These are lists that you can mail to. You can mail to... Uh, Anybody and everybody, but if you're not mailing to anybody at all, nobody's going to call you because nobody's going to know what business you're in. You can even use Everydoor Direct Mail, which is basically the United States Post Office, allowing you to drop a letter or postcard in every mailbox on a particular driver's route. So Everydoor Direct Mail is a great strategy. Next is Bandit Signs. Bandit signs make for a great approach. We love using bandit signs. We use bandit signs to buy houses. We use bandit signs to sell houses. You can use bandit signs on wheels, which is basically just graphics on your car. You can get a magnet and put it on the side of your door, or you can go and you can get a graphic actually made for your, your window, your, your rear wind, windshield, right? Those work well, too. We love using bandit sign on wheels. You can use yard signs at your own properties. So if you already have a property, you can put a We Buy Houses sign in the front yard, or you can use your friend's properties. You can drive for dollars. 
which is allow, allows you to create your own list. From there, you can skip trace, you can send mail, you can cold call, you can cold text, you can do a lot of things. Next is cold calling and or the use of auto dialers. Well, auto dialers are going to help you reach more people. But if you don't have the resources to pay for one, that's okay. Just use your existing cell phone or get a free Google Voice number. You can call for sale by owners from Zillow or Craigslist. You can call properties that are for rent. You can go call landlords at gosection8.com, which I believe they changed their URL. But if you, if you Google it, you can get the new one. You can use your old mailing lists and you can go skip trace them and you can cold call them. Next is you can joint venture with other investors, which basically just means that you partner with them. You can help them find a buyer for one of their deals, and maybe they're going to help you find a buyer for one of your deals. You can go to local RIA clubs, and you can network with other investors. All right, that's a great way to find motivated sellers. Oftentimes, you may have a fix and flipper at a RIA club that ran out of money. Yeah, they're an investor, but they can also be a motivated seller. Things happen. You can use mass media to advertise, radio, television, billboards, newspapers. You can use buses themselves. You can buy advertising on a bus, meaning on the outside of the bus. You can advertise inside the bus, typically on the, uh, on the tops of the windows and the ceilings. They sell advertising space. You can buy park bench advertising or bus bench advertising. Ever seen a bench outside of Home Depot that says, we buy houses? There's a reason that people pay for that advertising because it works. Next is probate attorneys and or divorce attorneys and or eviction attorneys. And there's a lot of other types of attorneys out there, state attorneys, trust attorneys. These people are great people to network with because they may have a client who's going through a divorce. They may have a client, a landlord, that's evicting one of their tenants and doesn't have the money to fix the property up. Probate attorneys are great because they're dealing directly with the heirs or the family members that are still around. They may not live in the state. They may not want the property. The property may need too much work. So you can network with attorneys. Probate, divorce, eviction are going to be three good ones. And these people can tee you up for deals. You can network with estate sale companies. You can actually go to estate sales and find the owner, or you can work directly with the estate sale companies and pay them as a bird dog to tee you up with the owner. You can contact neighborhood associations. These are referred to as HOAs or homeowner associations. And homeowner associations will often tell you who hasn't paid their HOA bills in two or three years. And the HOA president often wants to get those people out of the neighborhood. So they'll happily give you their contact information. You can contact banks that have taken back properties via foreclosure. You want to contact the non-performing asset departments. These are called REOs. You can buy deals there. You can use local business advertising. Guys, have you ever been to the DMV and seen advertisements behind the counter? Have you ever been to a car dealership and seen advertisements there in the waiting room? 
Have you ever gone to a grocery store and seen an advertisement on a shopping cart? I even have friends that will leave business cards behind when they go get lunch or dinner or get gas, and they sometimes will just put their business card in the credit card slot because the person that pulls up behind them in order to pay, assuming they're using a credit or debit card, is going to need to pull that business card out before they can put their credit card in. So the local business advertising is a great approach, and there's a bunch of different ways there. Next would be money mailers or coupon books, right? This is going to be those little packets that come in the mail that have a bunch of coupons in there. Those work or else people wouldn't send them. Also, overlooked properties that fall out of contract. So what that means is that you can go network again with a title company or a title rep. And you can contact the agents of pending properties and see if they've fallen out of contract. You can contact sellers of pending properties or expired listings or build relationships with the title companies and actually get notified when somebody shows up to close and the buyer doesn't show up. So all of a sudden, now you have a seller sitting at the table with nobody to sell the property to. Well, if you have a good relationship with your title company, they can call you. And I've bought several houses from my title company saying, hey, I got this seller up here. They're all pissed off. The buyer, which we're not going to mention, didn't show up and is completely MIA. Changed their phone number in some cases. Well, guess what? I can show up and say, hey, I'll buy the property. Was it a deal? Then I'll, I'll buy it at that price. If not, well, I'm just going to make you an offer. And you don't have to take it. I don't have to buy your property. But I can see here now that you're motivated. I'm more than happy to make you an offer on it. And you can even make backup offers to everybody that does have a buyer already lined up. So we're probably at about 30 ways already, maybe 40, to locate and find motivated sellers. I got another 20 here for you guys. This is probably going to be the 60-plus ways to find motivated sellers podcast. So let's keep going. Number the, the next one would be to host your own meetup group. Do you think that if you are the host of, your, of a meetup group that meets either weekly or monthly, that other people in your marketplace aren't going to think that you know what you're doing? They're going to label you as an expert. That's not a bad thing. And they're going to bring you deals. That's joint venture opportunities. Next is property management companies. In fact, the first three or four deals I ever did when I first started, I contacted property management companies and I said, hey, do you have any clients that have had to evict a, a tenant or maybe a property went vacant and that property needs 10 or 15 or 20 or maybe even 30 grand worth of work and the client doesn't have the money to fix it and now it's sitting vacant? Ever thought about doing that? It's a great idea. We still do that to this day and get tons of leads and tons of deals from local property management companies that we network with. Next would be title companies. They know the buyers and the sellers, and they are great for networking with. And again, whenever a seller comes in and a buyer doesn't show, the title company can be your best friend and they can tee you up with deals. Hard money lenders is the next one. Hard money lenders, guys. They sometimes have to take properties back from people that they lend to that just can't get it together. Well, do you think that a hard money lender is looking forward to going and rehabbing a bunch of properties that they have to take back? No. They're going to sell those off because they're in the lending business, not the rehabbing business. 
So you can go put those properties under contract and wholesale them, or you can even find them yourself. They themselves become motivated sellers. Next, we have professional services. And this is a, a bunch of different type of people all grouped up into one. Could be appraisers, could be bankers, could be accountants, could be insurance agents, could be bookkeepers. And in fact, I've gotten a deal from every one of those people that I've listed. I've gotten a deal from, from appraiser friends of mine. I've gotten deals from bankers because they may have a client who can't keep up the mortgage, or maybe they're just willing to sell it at a break even just to get out of a headache problem. My accountant and my wife's accountant both send me deals probably monthly because they are dealing with people's financials. And sometimes they can see, hey, this is probably a good idea to sell this vacant house. It's not helping you. And they can contact you or me. Insurance agents, these people are working directly with property owners and they can be a great resource. And of course, bookkeepers, we get leads from our bookkeeping services all the time. Next would be tradesmen or women, of course, and inspectors. So think about this for a second. You got professional contractors, you got handymen, you got maintenance workers, you have city and or county building inspectors as well as code enforcement agents. Ever thought it would be a good idea to network with these people? These people are seeing the problems. Contractors sometimes won't get paid because the person that hired them doesn't have their stuff together. Handymen, they're in and out of problem properties all day long. Maintenance workers are the same. Building inspectors and code enforcement agents, it is their job to locate problem properties. Make friends with these people. They can bring you deals. They can bring you leads. Next, we have restoration companies. Ever heard of the, the fire, smoke, and water damage repair companies? There's national ones and there's local ones. Well, find the people that are local in your market. Offer to buy them lunch. You've probably heard of ServPro. They're huge. They're everywhere. Find the people that work at these companies. Bring them coffee. Bring them lunch. Bring them a stack of business cards and some trifolds about your business. If they don't know you're looking to buy deals, how are they going to bring them to you guys? They're not. You got to network with these people. So restoration companies can be huge. We've probably bought 20 deals from networking with local restoration companies over the last decade. Next, you have Facebook groups. You got the buy, sell, trade groups. You got the real estate groups. You got the investor groups. You got the for sale by owner groups. You got the landlord groups. You even have the Facebook marketplace. So Facebook in general can be a great place to connect directly with property owners. Additionally, you have LinkedIn groups. Same as Facebook. Get in there. Start networking. You can use automated triggers. There's a website called IFTTT. And what this will allow you to do is create automated triggers. That stands for if this, then that. So if you want to go and you want to be notified of any new for sale by owner listing within a certain city, county, or zip code that hits Craigslist or Zillow, you can automate a little bot to send you an email. So you can use automated triggers to be notified when you have a new property that's for sale by owner or maybe even for rent. You can network with the real estate agents and brokers. We mentioned that in the beginning before we jumped in. 
And here's the deal. You're going to be looking for those pocket listings. You're going to be looking for the hard-to-sell properties that they may have, right? You're going to be looking for their expired listings and or properties that need too much work for the general public to have interest in. When I say network with real estate agents and brokers, I'm not saying go look on the MLS. I'm saying go to your local RIA clubs and meet these people and let them know that when they get the hard-to-sell problem properties, that they can call you directly and they don't even need to spend three hours wasting time putting that property on the MLS. Ever heard of a nursing home? Nursing homes are great places because they have people that typically have fallen or gotten sick and they're elderly. They don't have to be, but they typically are and they need extra care. Well, sometimes the people that, you know, fall, they didn't plan on falling. They were at home yesterday, but now they're going to need to go into a nursing home and they have a house they need to sell. Notice I didn't say want. Pre-foreclosure list is another one. And foreclosure lists themselves are foreclosure auctions. So pre-foreclosure, door knock them, send them letters, skip trace, call, text. The foreclosure auctions themselves are also great places to find motivated sellers or to find deals. But with those, you're going to need cash to buy the same day. So tee up your lender or use a line of credit, or maybe you just have cash. You can go to pre and post tax, tax auctions. The pre ones, well, you can call them and you can save their property from going to auction by buying it and paying the taxes for them. Or the post, you can help the sellers redeem their past due taxes and buy them at the same time, creating win-win scenarios here. You can actually go to the tax auctions themselves and buy deals there as well. You can Google search for open record requests. You can create YouTube or Facebook ads. You can create a company website and do SEO to that site. You can create blog posts to that site. You can use landing pages within that site to then use pay-per-click, which is you know typically going to be done on Google or Facebook or YouTube, even Bing. But it's, again, another way to find motivated sellers. Social media bots were really popular four or five years ago, but they probably still work. They're bots that go make posts for you in different groups, which you can create and set up which just generates DMs and, and calls of people that may have motivation to sell. You can use the stunning open house strategy. The stunning open house strategy is a great strategy for anybody that's rehabbing and renovating properties. If you are a fix and flipper and you have a property that you just renovated, instead of just listing that property on the market for sale with your agent, or even for rent, you can offer to host an open house. And I like to call this the stunning open house strategy because what you're going to want to do is you're going to invite all the neighbors, maybe even all the people on your street, maybe all the people in the entire neighborhood to come check out this awesome house that you and your team just got done rehabbing. Oh, and by the way, you're looking for more deals. So if anybody else that comes to the open house strategy has a property that they want to sell on the street or in the neighborhood or even outside of that, you're 
wanting to talk with them. It's just a, a way to, to get in front of people and network. You can send Christmas cards to all known contacts. Guys, again, don't keep your business a secret. If nobody knows that you're looking to buy properties, how do you expect them to bring you deals? They won't. They can't. They don't know. You can mass text blast and you can use your existing list, right? Always be networking and following up. That is the most important thing here. A lot of these, these strategies that we've gone through are, are either things that you can do with time, things that you can buy with money, or they are opportunities that you can create by networking. It really comes down to those three things at the end of the day. So don't overthink this business. There are literally hundreds, if not thousands of ways to locate motivated sellers and to find deals. We've literally covered probably about 60 of them thus far in this episode. But guys, I want to wrap it up by saying this. Regardless of which method you choose, you must not forget to make offers. Making offers is easy. Don't overthink it. At the end of the day, we are looking for properties that are distressed that we can buy at deep discounts. And this ends up being about roughly anywhere from 50 to 70% of the after repair value when it's all said and done. Notice I didn't mention repairs. All right, so if you don't know what to offer, go find a Zestimate, cut it in half, offer that. If they say you're crazy, well, then move on. But if they say yes, well, then you might have yourself a deal. And if they say no, but you're not too far away from where I would like to be, well, then you are in the ballpark. You must make offers. And in fact, I challenge you to make at least one offer every single day. My team, we all have a goal internally to try to each, not collectively, but each make three offers every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. If you don't make any offers, how can you expect to get a property under contract? If you're a wholesaler, how can you sell something that you don't already have control of? You can't. It's impossible. So you must be making offers. And guys, it's that simple. There are literally hundreds of ways. I believe we've covered about 60, give or take, in this episode of ways to buy marketing, spend time doing marketing, or different areas that you can network with professionals that could bring you leads to help you find these motivated sellers, which ultimately leads to you helping them solve problems and getting paid healthily for your efforts. Don't overthink it. It all starts with marketing. I've given you all 60 different ways to do it. You have no excuses, especially the excuse to say, well, I don't know what type of marketing to do. Well, you have 60 options here, guys. 
Keep it simple. Don't overthink it. And here's the thing. I don't expect you to go pick 60 options and do 60 things. But what I do expect out of you is to pick one, maybe two, and get started right away. Start doing that marketing. Get comfortable with that marketing. And once you have mastered that marketing and you've offloaded that marketing to a spouse or a colleague or a business partner or maybe a a virtual or even a local assistant, then at that point, should you go pick up the second or the third type of marketing. But just pick one, focus on it intensely, be consistent with your marketing efforts, and be persistent with your follow-up efforts. And if you are both consistent and persistent, there is no reason that you can't do a deal in just a few short months. I believe in you guys. I know you can do it. You just got to start. So guys, I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and you found a ton of value in this episode. If you're interested in creating wealth through rental properties using the Burr method and achieving financial freedom in your life, go check out wholesalinginc.com forward slash rentals. Check out what our program is all about and schedule a call with my team. On the call, we're going to discuss your real estate investing goals and how Burr Method Mastery can help you get there. I would love to help you get started on your way to generating passive income and creating legacy wealth with rental properties. Every single one of you is capable of achieving success. And more importantly, you're all worthy of it. So thanks for listening. Get started marketing right away. Signing out. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.